All right now, you're listening to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Bronin, just a fed-up taxpayer, bringing you all of your Texas local and national news. Welcome to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I am Bronin, your host. Thank you for tuning in to another episode, or if you're joining the program for the first time, 1,000 welcomes, like, subscribe, follow from whatever platform you're tuning in from. And today I was thinking about, I wanted to talk about Ken Paxton. He's been in the news again lately, and so have the whistleblowers, and there is a Texas state senator who voted to acquit Ken Paxton back in September of all of his impeachment articles is now changing his mind. I was going to get into that, and I think I will get into that, but maybe on a later episode. I wanted to talk about the border again because, obviously, it is a very Texas issue. It's maybe the biggest issue in Texas right now, except for the fact that I haven't gotten my property tax cut yet. Haven't gotten my property tax cut. If you're a Texas homeowner, your homestead exemption has not been raised to $100,000. So I'm very upset about that. But, you know, I know when it comes to saving money for the middle class, get tax cuts, anything at all that might help out somebody who has a job, I know that that's right at the bottom of the list of priorities. It's It doesn't even make the list of priorities, let's be honest. So now we've got the illegal alien situation, which is, it's at one of the hottest points that it's been in a while. Illegal immigration ebbs and flows, as the Democrats say, as KGP would say, and it spikes in terms of importance at different periods. The Biden administration, well, let me go ahead and and just read you. These are some facts. I always cite the 2022 figure of well over 2 million illegal aliens crossing the border from Mexico into one of the U.S. border states, usually Texas. Here are some key facts. I'm reading from homeland.house.gov. Encounters at the Southwest border in fiscal year 2023 increased over 40% since fiscal year 2021, 4% compared to fiscal year 2022, and more than 100% compared to fiscal year 2019. Obviously, Donald Trump was the president in 2019. And then what happened in 2021? We got Biden. Last month, U.S. Customs and Border Protection reported a 40% increase compared to September 20. 21 and 18% compared to September 2022. Since President Biden took office, there have been 7.5 million encounters nationwide and 6.2 million encounters at the southwest border, in addition to 1.7 million known gotaways. In fiscal year 2023, 169 individuals whose names appear on the terrorist watch list were stopped trying to cross the U.S.-Mexico border between ports of entry. 18 were apprehended in September alone. So far in fiscal year 2023, Customs and Border Patrol has arrested 
35,433 aliens with criminal convictions or outstanding warrants nationwide, including 598 known gang members, 178 of those being MS-13 members. 35,000 illegal aliens with criminal convictions or warrants. How many prisons does that amount of people fill? And again, these are people, they shouldn't be in U.S. prisons that are funded by U.S. taxpayers. They should be in prisons in their home countries. In fiscal year 2023, Customs and Border Patrol, including air and marine operations, has seized 27,293 pounds of fentanyl coming across the southwest border, enough to kill more than 6 billion people. So the United States, which the Democrats told us for years, I think they try to get away with it for decades, that, oh, there's just 10 million illegal aliens, 11 million illegal aliens in the country. I think we heard that figure a lot when Barack Obama and Mitt Romney were running for president. Remember that? Just 11 million illegal aliens. And they used to try to pass that off as the official figure, the Democrats. Seven and a half million just since Joe Biden has come into office three years ago. Seven and a half million in in just three years. So don't tell me that there's not 40, 50 million illegal aliens. And again, you know what? It's not illegal immigration that I even have so much of a problem with, if you want me to be completely honest. My problem is illegal alien welfare. Illegal alien welfare. When I am getting tax forms, 1099s from my bank because I earned $3 in interest over the course of a year, when, when I'm getting that kind of a slap in the face, meanwhile, the government, the feds want to make sure that I am, I'm paying my fair share. That's a commonly uttered phrase of Joe Biden. Just pay your fair share, he whispers. Pay your fair share, Jack. Just pay your fair share. But what about the seven and a half million illegal aliens that he let in over the last three years? Are they paying their fair share? What are they paying at all? How many emergency rooms have they got into? We don't track any of those numbers. There can be no distinction between an illegal alien and a U.S. taxpayer. The Democrats, the deep state, they don't want to break out any of those figures. They don't want you to distinguish between an illegal alien drunk driver and a U.S. citizen drunk driver, an illegal alien murderer, and a U.S. citizen murderer, a U.S. tax cheat, and a legal alien tax cheat. They don't want you to make any distinctions whatsoever. The Brandon administration and the Democrats, they try to pretend that all of the illegal alien problem, any problems at the border, it's the Republicans' fault. The Republicans won't negotiate. You know, they, we've we've got this great bill here. You know, we, us Democrats, we have just been trying to engage with our colleagues on the other side all these years. And the the Republicans, they just won't play ball. The latest is the Democrats, they want over $100 billion more in Ukraine aid. They want the Republicans to agree to $100 billion more. The Republicans have already offered up over $200 billion so far for Ukraine in the last couple of years. Now the Democrats are demanding another $100 billion. 
to enforce the border at Ukraine. The Democrats are very concerned about an invasion of Ukraine by Russia. They, they don't want any, any illegal invasion occurring at the Ukrainian border. That's a big problem. We need a hundred billion dollars right now to make sure that doesn't happen. The invasion at the U.S. border though, I mean, it's pretty new that they're even acknowledging that such an invasion is occurring. So I want to read to you from the Wall Street Journal. This story came out January 26th and see if you can spot what's wrong with it before I point it out. Biden willing to, quote, shut down border during migrant surges if deal passes. So right there, are you uh, picking up on any problems right there from the headline of the article? Willing to shut down border during migrant surges? His whole presidency is defined by a surge, and he's doing less and less and less all the time. He's fighting Governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, who is trying to stop the surge pretty ineffectively with $10 billion per year from the Texas taxpayers. But he is trying. President Biden urged Congress to pass a border overhaul bill and said he would be willing to, quote, shut down the border if it becomes overwhelmed with migrants, pointing to provisions of Senate talks now in their final stages. If, if the border becomes overwhelmed, if, it's, it's overwhelmed every day. Biden said in a statement late Friday that provisions in the proposal, which has yet to be released, would give the president emergency powers to turn back illegal aliens during surge influxes rather than process their asylum claims in the U.S. Well, I, I thought all of their asylum claims were legitimate. I thought, don't we have to believe all asylees? Isn't that what they tell us? Every asylee's claim must be heard. It's important. Under the terms of the emerging deal, Border Patrol agents would be required to remove illegal aliens if encounters reached a daily average of 5,000 over a week or 8,500 in a single day, according to a person familiar with the matter. Now, if you just do a little bit of quick math, as I did here on my phone, using the 2022 illegal alien figures, which were at least 2.2 million over the course of the year, but I think it was actually closer to 2.5 million. But I used 2.2 million, being a conservative as I am. And if you divide 2.2 million by 365, representing the amount of days in a year, how much is that? What figure do you end up with? It's over 6,000. It's over 6,000 illegal aliens a day. We already know that there are over 10,000 a day coming in many of the days. And, you know, they also tell us that these illegal aliens have to come to the U.S. to process their asylum claims, even though Mexico is, according to figures that I see, it has an economy so powerful. Did you know that it has a stronger economy than South Korea? Did you know that? South Korea being very much in the first world. It's got an economy that's ahead of Saudi Arabia. And by many accounts, it's between the 12th and, and 14th best economy in the world, Mexico. Much of Mexico is safe, by the way. I've spent a lot of time in Mexico. I've, I've been all over the country, as a matter of fact. 
And I haven't even been to some of its most economically robust areas along the Caribbean. But Mexico City, which is a huge international city, is very safe, which is why so many Americans go there for vacation and to do remote work stints and to take advantage of the affordable yet very middle-class accommodations that are offered throughout Mexico City. Mexico City is a very heavy police presence, by the way. I've never seen so much as a pickpocket there. I've never seen any of the nonsense. If you go into the subway in Mexico City, which, by the way, is, I I would say, overall very safe. And in fact, they even have designated cars for women and children, by the way. They have their own separate cars, just in case, even though I've never seen a problem in the general car. You know what they also have at the subway stations? They they have security. They have police there and down on the subway platform. So that way, junky bum criminals can't take up residence there and threaten passengers to pay for the, by the way, very affordable subway. I think it's I don't even, maybe, uh, is it 20 pesos or five? It might be five pesos. I I forget now, but I've paid for it. And they have a great system. And I I know I'm getting off topic here. But it's just so difficult when to listen to somebody who is just completely lying to your face and is trying to get you to just swallow a big spoonful of crap, you know, just like COVID just like uh, climate change, just like all of the rest of their their uh, foolish issues. Pr- like they're trying to pretend homeless people are, the majority of them are just single young mothers and they're toddlers and, instead of adult male junkie bums who become schizophrenics from their hard drug use. Back to the article I'm reading from the Wall Street Journal. Quote, For everyone who is demanding tougher border control, this is the way to do it, Biden said of a border legislation. If you're serious about the border crisis, which obviously Biden is not, pass a bipartisan bill and I will sign it. He said if given the authority to shut down the border when it becomes overwhelmed, I would use it the day I signed the bill into law. Again, this is total nonsense. The laws already exist The laws already exist that allow the president to enforce the border, which, again, the border exists. It's existed for hundreds of years. Even though there may not be a wall there, there is a border. We have border patrol. We have customs enforcement. We have a military. We've got all of the tools in place except for the wall. And we could could have a beautiful wall there. We could have. Why not? Why couldn't we build a Great Wall of China? Why couldn't we have that? It could be a tourist attraction because it'd be such a beautiful marvel. Why not? Biden's new push for legislation restricting asylum seekers who aren't really seeking asylum at all because they just, they pass through a country that it, I don't, how many miles is Mexico to cross it from south to the north? It's thousands of miles. And it's a, for the most part, a safe country, a beautiful country. Again, if, if you go to any of the areas like the beaches or Mexico City or many, many other cities, there are many thriving cities in Mexico. Guadalajara is another huge city. That's the second biggest city in Mexico. Guanajuato City. It's another 
huge uh, city. That's actually a beautiful city. Very unique. It's got all of this colonial architecture. Thriving again. Uh, beautiful place to visit the state of Guanajuato. There's also Leon. That's another city. Very industrial, very modern. All kinds of jobs there. Attracts a lot of international business. But the illegal aliens, they skip right over it. Because, again, there's no free emergency room waiting there. There's no free hotel to stay in. There's no food stamps. There's no in-state tuition. There's no social security number. You're not going to get a free driver's license. Even though I, I dare say, you, I mean, you probably would. You, you probably are more likely to encounter more questions by police on the road if you're an illegal alien in Mexico with an unregistered car than you are in the United States. In fact, that's where Mexico gets a lot of its taxes is on the roads at the tolls. And you know what they have at the tolls, which by the way, are very expensive. You could easily, if, if you were driving around Mexico for a week, you could easily spend a hundred dollars in tolls. And the, a lot of the roads are very new. Again, we're talking about the 12th or 14th biggest economy in the world with plenty of money to grow and expand its infrastructure. But you know what they have at the tolls? They've got a, a cop or they've got some member of the military there with a big shotgun or a rifle, just in case you decide that you're not going to pay the toll, just in case there's a problem. They they have that kind of a message. Did you know that a lot of other countries, a, lo- a lot of the, the liberal countries that the Democrats love for all of their policies on guns. Well, you know who's walking around with guns around the streets? The military, AK-47s, they're walking around with guns. Not that they are have an ominous presence or they're pointing them at civilians or anything, but I'm just pointing that out. You know, one of my favorite shows to watch is The Crown, which I know a lot of people, Americans, or no matter where you are in the world, even Britons, they don't care about the royal family. But what I actually like are the the first two or three seasons when it's in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And you get to learn about these different international events that, I'll be honest, for me, I didn't know about plenty of them. Like a, I think it was in Wales, there was some mine that toppled and killed hundreds of people in this small Welch mining village. Look, I had no idea about that. It was a huge story in England in the 60s. Um, Lord Mountbatten, the IRA, blew him up when he was on a boat. He was, in addition to being a relation of uh, Prince Philip, he was also had a pretty high position in the British Defense Ministry or whatever they call it. I'm not quite sure what his title was. But there were a couple of episodes where Prince Philip's mother, who she was royalty, but she ended up, she had all kinds of mental problems. And she was Greek by heritage, I believe. She spent many years as a nun, a Greek Orthodox nun, which I didn't even know there was such a thing. This would have been in the 50s and 60s, I guess. But 
she spent her final days in Buckingham Palace. She was in her 80s. She lived to be a good long life, considering I think she was a chronic cigarette smoker. But she's in her 80s and older, obviously older, but kind of sick. And there was a scene between her and this Lord Mountbatten guy who was her younger brother by 15 years. And they just threw him out of his job. You know, he he was also served in the military uh, on behalf of Great Britain. And that's another one of the reasons why he rose through the ranks to be the head of whatever defense. They threw him out. And anyway, he's having a conversation with his older sister there. And she's in bed and he's just visiting her. And she goes, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? You know, she was just like exhausted. And he, you know, he was an older guy too. She was 82. He was in his late sixties time enough to retire from, from that kind of a position. I obviously not by American standards today, of course, in your sixties, you're just getting going. You're just, you're, you're just thinking about possibly getting into the Senate or the Congress in your sixties. Right. But Sometimes I think about that too. It was one of those scenes like, what's the point? Why am I complaining about the border? Just shut up, do your job, save money, worry about your own house, worry about your own husband and your family. Who cares? What You can't do anything. Am I going to run for Congress? No. You're going to show up at a city council meeting? Probably not. So just, I, I don't know. Do you ever have these thoughts? I'll wrap up the show here on this note. What bothers me is the fact that I'd have another 10,000 bucks a year in my pocket if it weren't for these onerous taxes that I have to pay that 7.5 million illegal aliens who crossed over the border in the last three years will not have to pay. And not only won't they have to pay, but they are signed up for these extremely generous, exorbitant, welfare benefits that I am paying into that I would never qualify for. That's what really bothers me is that I really think that economically I could be in a much better position had I not shelled out these tens of thousands of dollars over the course of my adult life, just so it can go to defend the Ukrainian border and to make sure that illegal aliens have a hotel room and food stamps for the rest of their life. I'm Bronin. Thanks for tuning into the Real Texas Radio Podcast.